Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Mastering authentic leadership, the art of monotasking and being present. So there I was at Second City in Chicago during a workshop, which was being held in one of their offstage rehearsal rooms. And we were focusing on what is called object work. The object was physical, but invisible, and we needed to bring it to life. For example, if the phone rang, you picked it up with a slightly closed fist, like you're answering a landline with a corded or cordless handset, or your hand was cupped or in a claw position for a cell phone. The idea is to make it seem like the object exists, but is invisible to the audience. The idea is not to turn your hand into a phone, not to use your thumb as an earpiece and your pinky sticking out as a mouthpiece. Some skits involve several objects. If there was an invisible table in a certain spot, then you needed to walk around the table, not through the table. Object work was, you guess it, another area in the practice of improv in which I struggled at first. I walked through tables, chairs, kitchen counters, TV sets, fireplaces, etc., I was a bull in a china shop, but luckily my clumsiness with invisible objects didn't result in any actual injury or destruction. The instructor would say, Pete, do we need to take you to urgent care? Because you just walked through a closed front door. I was lacking presence because I wasn't listening with both my eyes and ears. I had become distracted to the point of failure, which is how I learned. In this crazy world that we live today, full of distractions and uncertainties, Email, 24-hour news coverage, virtual meetings, social media notifications, etc. Are you finding it hard to stay present and operate in the moment? I sure am. But what exactly does it mean to be present or in the moment? I'm glad you asked. Is being present the same as multitasking? No, we as humans can't multitask despite what we think. The more we do at once the more poorly we do multiple things. Think about it this way, texting and driving or reading your email during a meeting. Is that being present? Being present is about monotasking, not multitasking. It's about being focused and thinking about one thing, one person, one place, one task at a time, free of distractions, full of mindfulness. And improv being present is critical to the success of the ensemble. You can't be thinking ahead and trying to predict the future, nor can you be stuck in the past remembering what was. When you do this, you will miss what your teammates is trying to communicate, 
and the scene falls flat or falls apart or both. Ask yourself, take a moment and think about a time when you were not present at work or in your personal life. And then think for a moment about the ramifications that ensued. What went sideways? Was anyone hurt or upset? What consequences did you suffer? If you're like most people, you have at least one story like this that involves the dreaded reply all in an email response where you said something to the wrong people, sometimes about those people. What can you do starting today to re-engineer your life and work such that you're more present and so that you can prevent these kinds of disasters in the future? A new kind of mindfulness. You've heard talk about mindfulness. In fact, it's all the rage. Mindful people often practice yoga or Tai Chi. They disconnect from phones or other devices during important interactions. They even eat without the mindfulness distractions of television or driving a car. Being mindful has many benefits. And at work, those benefits are significant. Research shows people spend about 40% of their waking hours thinking about something other than what they're doing. Thought leaders at the Harvard Business Review suggest that the ability to maintain focus and concentration is every bit as important as technical or management skills. And because leaders need to absorb and synthesize a growing flood of information in order to make good decisions, they're hit particularly hard by not being present. It is next to impossible to be present all the time. However, there are times in our workday that we need to be intensely focused on our essential work and eliminate all distractions. One big distraction that requires elimination is the internal conversation we're having with ourselves. When we have constructive conversations with others, we're inevitably also having an internal conversation with ourselves. It's nearly impossible to listen to two conversations at once. This internal dialogue derails us from truly listening and understanding what the other person is trying to convey. Even though we are physically present in the same room with someone, we aren't always psychologically or intentionally present. We let ourselves become preoccupied with other activities or let our minds drift to other things. We listen to our inner voice when someone is talking. The ramifications of the lack of being present are that people feel unheard and become frustrated. The art of being present and listening to the other person is a sign of your appreciation for their thoughts and ideas. But is presence something you're just born with the talent for? Or can you learn to be present? You can learn. In the Harvard Business Review article, if you aspire to be a great leader, be present, Remus Hogarth and Jacqueline Carter discuss making a plan for presence. They share a story about Doug Connack, CEO of Campbell's Soup Company, where he developed rituals for physically and psychologically connecting with people at all levels in the company. Here's an excerpt from that story. Every morning, Connack allocated a good chunk of his time to walking around the plant greeting people and getting to know them. He would memorize their names and the names of the family members. He would take a genuine interest in their lives. He also hand wrote letters of gratitude to recognize extraordinary efforts. And when people in the company were having tough times, he wrote them a personal message of encouragement. During his tenure, he sent more than 30,000 such letters. To Connick, these behaviors were not just strategies to enhance productivity. They were heartfelt efforts to support his people. That is an amazing story and what a powerful and motivating example of being present and showing appreciation. Now, I'm not suggesting that you write 30,000 letters, 
But I am suggesting you find a way to be present, focused, attentive in the moment with people who deserve to be seen and heard and appreciated. And I also love to recommend that readers of this book begin to think of boardrooms, offices, and presentation podiums as if they were an actual improv stage, and that you begin to think of your colleagues and the audiences as improv teammates. How might your performance improve if you finally thought about it as a performance? Improv performers never throw another one under the bus or lose sight of the imperative to build upon each other's strengths and serve the audience. On stage, there's no animosity or indifference, just focus and collaboration. I can't help but to think that improv troops treat one another better than most business colleagues treat one another because they have the right mindset. Improvisers are refreshingly collaborative and pleasant as compared to most people you'll encounter in the boardroom, simply because improvisers respect the rules of engagement, i.e. the foundations of improv, and because they see one another as collaborators or teammates, not as adversaries. Ask yourself, what kind of presence do you currently bring to your meetings or daily workplace interactions? What little things can you start doing to demonstrate that you're paying attention and that you care? Leave your smartphone, tablet, laptop, computer in your office and not bring it to the meeting. When you have an associate sitting across your desk, have you thought about moving from your side of the desk to the other side and sitting next to them outside the range of an email inbox? If you have only a dozen or so employees or contractors, could you include handwritten sticky notes when you send out paychecks? My publisher does this with her team and she, when she sends out the royalty checks. Or could you send more congratulations and thank you and I appreciate you cards or even emails? Perhaps you could allow more space for personal commentary during Zoom meetings and with face-to-face -face meetings to demonstrate that you're aware of what other people are dealing with in their lives and work. Like saying, I heard about the wildfires you're having out there. What's it been like? How are you and your family holding up? Or, I've noticed your department has brought back the candy bowl and redecorated the lobby. I love the vibe. Or, you're an avid runner, yes? Your commitment to fitness is an inspiration, and it puts some of us to shame. Do you know your employee's birthday? You should, because nearly everyone loves to hear happy birthday on their birthday. Get a birthday card. Make it an extra special day. Do you know your largest customer or client's birthday? Look it up. Make a note of it. And do something kind when their day rolls around. Being present takes many forms. Think about ways you can be present by making a priority to offer public accolades, like mentioning in front of others that Jim did a great job this week on the Monday morning report to the investors. Attaboys and girls are nearly always appreciated. And don't forget that good old-fashioned eye contact and pause, a smile, a nod, when you could have rushed to the next topic or keep walking down the hall instead, can go a long, long way. How can you be more present today? Thank you for listening. Part two will be released next Monday. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.